Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Cleveland, Ohio with my good friend Kevin Payne of FamilyMoneyAdventure.com. Kevin moved to Cleveland when he was 13, moved away after college, and then came back to raise his family. He loves how real the city is and how it embraces its rough edges. In this episode, Kevin and I talk about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the house where a Christmas story was filmed, and the annual duct tape festival. You hear about three three fun attractions and so much more. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Cleveland. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Don't you just hate waiting in line for security at the airport? Me too. Even the pre-check lines are slammed most of the time today. That's why I use Clear to skip the lines and get to my flight quicker. For my listeners, I've actually worked out a special deal where you can try Clear for free for two months. This is a limited time offer, so go to wetravelthere.com forward slash clear to sign up today. Hey, Kevin, welcome to the show. Hey, Lee, thanks for having me. So today we're talking about Cleveland. You know, I've always talked to, always heard about Cleveland from, uh, uh, what's that one show, Drew Carey, right? They go, it's Cleveland Rocks. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to, to visit Cleveland and, and actually be able to spend time there, but got the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and a lot of, a lot of other goodies there. So definitely looking forward to hearing all about it. Yeah, I love, uh, I love living here. We spend a lot of time downtown and all the local area just uh, checking things out as a family. Right on. So what actually brought you to Cleveland? Growing up, I, I was born in Michigan and uh, my dad was in sales and transferred a lot. So we ended up in Michigan and Indiana. I think it was around time of going into eighth grade that we ended up uh, in a suburb of Cleveland. And that's where I grew up, you know, basically until through college and, and stuff like that. And um, got married and my wife and I, we moved away for a couple of years to Indiana and decided to to move back because of some circumstances going on. And uh, we've been here ever since, actually. One of our kids is born here. We adopted two two girls while we were here. Uh, and we've been here for about 14 years now. So, Right on. That's, really, that's a cool story. So what are the, some of the main things that actually keep you there in Cleveland? Talking about Cleveland, I think it's really an underrated city. I think that people kind of have a misconception about what the city's all about. Or maybe they've seen stuff from movies or history, you know, with the whole Burning River and, uh, you know, maybe Major League like the Cleveland Indians and stuff like that, that it's kind of, uh, you know, just blip on the map. Nothing nothing big to see here. But uh, it's really underrated. It's uh, many of the attractions here and, and uh, you know, museums and stuff like that are like – top rated like in the country and uh it's a, just a great area it's a great uh you know historical area but also there's a lot of stuff going on in the last decade here to really revive the city and to to build up you know a lot of small businesses and restaurant scene and uh I've fallen in love with it actually I mean you know I used to be kind of hesitant towards it and and didn't care for it growing up you know just typical teenager, but uh, moving away and coming back is giving me a, an appreciation for Cleveland for sure. Right on. That's really cool. It's kind of cool. That's come for full circle for you. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously uh, being in Ohio, the weather can be a little bit challenging, like in the wintertime, right? It gets a little chilly. What's the weather like year round? Like when people are planning to, to think about coming to, to Cleveland? Uh, Cleveland weather is unpredictable. 
it could be snowing in April. You could be wearing sweatshirts still in in June, or it could be 100 degrees. So it's kind of all over the place. Good times to visit would probably be late spring, you know, early summer. Towards the end of the summer is really nice as well. And then uh, not necessarily downtown Cleveland, but Northeast Ohio is beautiful in the fall with the leaves changing and just a beautiful sight. Throughout the year, are there like certain festivals or certain concerts, something like that, that kind of really happen where if somebody's planning to come visit, maybe they want to arrange their schedule and come there during those times? Yeah, we actually have a couple unique festivals going on. There's a there's a ton of festivals. There's something uh, during the summer every week, it seems. But uh, a couple of them in particular is there is the Duct Tape Festival uh, for any fans of Duct Tape. The actual Duct Tape Company is in Avon, Ohio, which is a suburb of Cleveland. And so they have a whole festival for a whole weekend, um, you know, carnival games and and food and things and, and just tons of stuff with crafts, people making stuff out of duct tape that's kind of unique. Uh, so that's one. And then the other one I could think of that I've never been to, but I'd be curious to go to it, uh, is called Twins Day. And uh, there's a city called Twinsburg, which is another suburb of Cleveland. And it's basically for twins around the world to come and hang out together. And so I've seen stories on on the news, and it's kind of crazy to see (laughs) all these doubles of people and stuff. And uh, I always thought it'd be kind of funny to go there and pretend like I lost my twin and and, and just (laughs) pretend I'm looking for him. (laughs) But uh, I think those are are a couple of things. And then the other interesting thing is the Cleveland Orchestra, actually. Their home – during most of the years at Severance Hall, which is in the University Circle area, a really nice concert hall. But during the summer, they have a concert series that they do at Blossom Music Center, which is uh, a little little outside of Cleveland. But um, they are actually like world-renowned and very high-level musicians. And uh, it's super impressive. We've been a couple times to see them. Um, we've taken the kids to see them a couple times for their for their you know normal concert orchestra concerts, um, but they also do ones a whole series every year where they play along with a movie. Uh, so we've gone and seen uh, like the original Star Wars, and and the orchestra was playing the music to it. I think they do a different one of those every year. I think they're up to Return of the Jedi right now, and they also do the Harry Potter movies as well. Do the play the music for it, so it's kind of a unique experience. And uh, Blossom Music Center is a really nice outdoor facility with a nice, uh, you know, they have a seated area up front, but then there's also this huge hill that people bring blankets and chairs and picnic baskets and and everything. And uh, it's a great place to hear some music. This sounds like a great time. It also, I mean. I think it's one of those things that as parents, we have to be able to bring our kids into those type of environments where get them more used to that live music scene and get them appreciating that, okay, yeah, here's some music. Here's like a movie, but here's like a real experience that you can enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. We have a couple of kids who play instruments at school and um, it's been cool to see them kind of connect with that. You know, it's not necessarily the music they like to listen to, but uh, having played music, you know, in school, that maybe they're not accustomed to, they kind of are getting an ear for it. Uh, so that's been pretty amazing to see. That's really cool. So, okay, so let's take a step back. If, if uh, people are listening and they're thinking of planning a, a trip to Cleveland, there's obviously the, the big airport that's there, right? Yeah, Cleveland Hopkins Airport is the, the main airport. It's about maybe 10, 15 minutes from downtown. It's not a huge airport, but uh, 
I, I like it. We live rather close to it, actually, so it's a nice uh, little quick drive for us or, uh, you know, grab a Uber or something and head up there for all of our trips. When people are flying in, once they arrive at the airport to get to downtown, to get to all the, the, the fun things they want to do in Cleveland, do they rent a car, public transportation, Uber? Like, what's the best way to get around? I guess it depends. For me, if I was flying in, I would probably get a rental car. The city in some parts are pretty compact and you can walk around or, or get around on uh they have the RTA, Rapid Transit Authority or whatever, that has various train lines and buses. It can be a little confusing to get around on them you know, with different lines and stuff and having to switch from train to train. I would just get a rental car or grab a ride into downtown. That makes sense. So when we're thinking of where we want to stay when we're you visiting Cleveland, are there certain parts of town where maybe you should avoid or you go, oh, you know, you really want to stay in this area because it's close to a lot of attractions or what should they think about staying? I mean, there's several different areas that I can think of that are, are really nice down by the the lake where the rake, uh, the Rock Hall and the Science Center and uh, a lot of other interesting stuff, the Cleveland Brown Stadium. There's a whole set of uh, hotels down there. There's a nice Hilton. Actually, we, my wife and I stayed there. Got a nice deal for an anniversary, so we went down and stayed down there and explored the area ourselves. And um, I think there's an Aloft uh, hotel down there as well. Right in downtown by the Circle, there are several historical uh, hotels down there, real close to Tower City, which is like a shopping area downtown. And uh, it's real close to basically almost all the major stuff downtown. So those are nice areas. If you're looking for something, maybe families are looking for something a little more budget-friendly, right by the airport are several hotels. And then one exit away uh, in Middleburg Heights, there are several hotels as well, just basically any hotel chain that you can think of. Well, you mentioned the those ones that are down by the, by the Circle and Tower City. You said there's some uh, historical buildings. Are they more... Uh, like chains or are those more like a boutique type hotels or you know mom and pops no they're chains but they're they're pretty unique i'm trying to think of the ones that are down there i think there's a renaissance is down there there's a there's marriott they're owned by chains but they are in old historical cleveland buildings oh Um, nice so yeah it's really nice my favorite hotel chain is kimpton and I, they have a, a Schofield uh, hotel that's there in Cleveland that I've been always been meaning to go visit, but I haven't had a chance yet. When people are, are planning their trip to Cleveland, what are some of the things that they really make sure that they hit while they're there? Well, obviously, Cleveland is known for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'll be honest, when it first opened, I think I was in high school or shortly after that, I was not impressed at all with the Rock Hall. I didn't think that they used the space well. I forget how many floors it is, maybe like four or five floors, but uh, I thought that a lot of it was wasted space. But I've been there recently in the last couple of years and took a couple of the kids and I was super impressed. I just think that if you are if you love music of any kind, they have something for you there. There's lots of different exhibits for, you know, a lot of the famous historical, you know, Rock stars like Elvis and the Beatles, the Stones, last stuff for Motown and the doo-wop. Uh, all the way through, you know, classic rock, grunge to music today. And I think they do a really job of connecting all the different generations of music and the genres of music together uh, just to create like a a cool space for everybody to kind of appreciate all of those. Um, They also have a, um, I think it's called The Garage. 
it's a, an area where it's kind of hands-on where you can uh, actually play instruments in a kind of experiment and stuff. It's great for kids especially, uh, but adults too, to pick up a guitar or play some drums. It's, it's pretty cool. The staff there is awesome, very interactive with guests there. So that would probably be the, the number one place to go. That sounds really cool. What are some of the other things to, to do that while we're there? There's an area called University Circle, and there are several museums around there. You've got the Natural History Museum. Uh, you've got Cleveland Museum of Art, which is actually one of the top-rated art museums in the country. And that one's actually free. I'm not a huge like art guy. It's not my thing. But I did take two of our kids a couple years ago, and it was interesting to go check it out. I think there's like over 60,000 art pieces in the museum. Pretty impressive. And it looks cool there. The kids, kids weren't quite as impressed. They just happened to notice. <laughs> they they noticed all the uh, like, they're like wondering why all the statues are naked and stuff like that. But <laughs> if you're into art or even just checking out something interesting, that's cool. Uh, Playhouse Square is another area downtown that is um, it's our performing arts center. I uh, got a lot of big Broadway musicals and plays through there. We just recently saw Dear Evan Hansen there. My Fair Lady, uh, but it's actually the largest performing arts center in the country outside of New York City. Um, I don't think people realize that. Um, so it might be a good place if that's your scene, performing arts, and you don't want to go and pay Broadway prices, come to Cleveland because, you know, we have almost as good of shows and costs a lot less for sure. Uh, yeah, I love saving some money. So that's awesome. Now, uh, speaking of a uh, family type of stuff, what's the Christmas Story House? So the Christmas Story house is the actual house from the movie The Christmas Story, where Ralphie and his family lived. And that's actually, you know, the one that they used in the movie, complete with leg lamp in the window and all. <laughs> uh, so you can actually go and I don't think admissions very much. You can go tour the house. And they even have the, I think it's called the Bumpus House, the neighbors who had the hounds in the oh, movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you can do that. I took my brother there when he visited once, and uh, it was fun. It's not a, a long tour or anything like that. It's just a house. But we actually got to climb underneath the the sink, the cupboard under the sink. Like, uh, I think it was Randy <laughs> in the movie hit under there at one yep, point. Yep. So, like, we got to go under there and get our picture taken. It's just kind of a cool little experience. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, I wouldn't plan a whole day around it, but it's pretty cool. They have uh, our uh, museum store attached to it, so you can buy your own leg lamp or various <laughs> Christmas <laughs> artifacts, basically. Yeah, every year there's a this thing at the Opryland hotels. It's like a ice, and so they they remake uh, a lot of different scenes completely out of ice, and uh, you have to wear like a really cold jacket, you know, to kind of protect yourself. Uh, this last year, the entire uh, scene was the movie scenes from uh, a Christmas story. Oh, that's cool. It was a lot of fun. So when you mentioned that, it just kind of brought back that that fun memory. So I know there's like a lot of other things to do, even like nearby, there's like Cedar Point Amusement Park. I was there like probably 15, 20 years ago, had a great time at that amusement park. I know they have some some amazing rides. Yeah, actually, um, that is one of my favorite things to do. Uh, I'm not quite as good on the roller coasters as I used to be, but um, I actually worked there when I was in college for a summer. So I kind of have a special attachment to it. My wife is not a huge fan anymore of going in the rides and, and a couple of my kids are not, but I have one, my youngest son, he is a hardcore roller coaster rider. So um, we're actually uh, season ticket holders now. And uh, I think it's about a 
45 minute drive from Cleveland. Okay. And not not bad at all. If you like roller coasters or rides, it's the place to go, honestly. There was one that we went on. I can't remember. I think it was like Top Fuel Dragster or something like that. Like zero to 100 miles an hour in like three seconds. And it goes like straight up and then straight back down. I mean, it was was pretty intense. Yeah, last year was my son's first time on that. And uh, he was super impressed. I remember going out with my wife and she cried. (laughs) So so that means it's a good ride. So there we go. Right on. Obviously, like we talked about, there's a lot of great things to do, but we also don't want to miss out on the food while we're there. So what are some of the great things, to, places to eat, just the different experiences we shouldn't miss out on? Yeah, Cleveland has a very uh, rich, I guess, food tradition here. You know, a lot of uh, European influences for sure, uh, just with uh, the immigration here, a Polish community, Irish, German, Slovenian, all that. And so it's Cleveland's food scene is really a mix of, you know, those old school familiar dishes as long along with like a lot of newer types of cuisine. And, and uh, it, it's really cool. We're known for it. We have a couple of famous chefs like Michael Simon is here based out of here. It's really cool to see Cleveland get some recognition sometimes because of guys like that. Um, and actually, he has a restaurant here. He opened a few years ago called Mabel's Barbecue. I mean, he has a handful of different restaurants here, but that's probably my favorite one out of all of them. I mean, it's barbecue, it's brisket, kielbasa, all these different types of meats, basically. And he actually kind of, in planning it, he created a like Cleveland-style barbecue that hadn't existed before. And uh, all the sauces that he has are mustard-based. Okay. Uh, and it's kind of because uh, Cleveland's you know big rival in sports and just in general is Pittsburgh. It's a couple hours away. And uh, one of the big things to come out of Pittsburgh is the Heinz Company known for ketchup. And so in creating a sauce here, he wanted to go against that. So it's actually mustard-based based on Burtman's uh, mustard, which is huge here in Cleveland. <laughs> so didn't want to uh, stick to tradition. It's one of my favorite places to go downtown. It's on East 4th District, which is like just this whole row of all these different unique restaurants that is great. Uh, and it just looks great down there as well. And it's also home of the Cleveland Clothing Company, which is my favorite place to get all the T-shirts I wear all the time. <laughs> there we go. Okay, so what are some of the the other places to eat while we're there? A couple other places, especially for our family to go. We like this place called Melt Bar and Grilled. Uh, it's basically all grilled cheese, and it's just not it's not a normal grilled cheese by any means. It is uh, it's unbelievable. Um, I think they were featured on uh, diners, drive-ins, and dives at one point, and uh, you can check it out to see what I mean. But like these sandwiches are huge uh, to the point where actually I think it was a few years ago they created half sizes of them that people could buy because people weren't able to eat the full sandwiches. But they, they, I mean, they have anything and everything from just a traditional grilled cheese to almost like a grilled cheese inside a grilled cheese. It's one of our favorite places, and it's also a place that if you go there, you're gonna need to take a nap afterwards for <laughs> sure. They have these uh, little mac and cheese bites. My wife likes to get them, uh, appetizer, but it's basically a full meal in itself. One sandwich called Mom's Meatloaf, which is basically a meatloaf right in the middle of the sandwich. My favorite is it's called Parma Italy, and it's like a chicken parm in the middle of the sandwich. Great place to go for sure. There is another place uh, downtown and several other places locations all over northeast ohio it's called the winking lizard uh it's nothing you know 
super fancy and stuff, but it's just solid food all around. Anything you want, wings, burgers. We usually get wings when we go there. And the the kids love it because there's like a popcorn machine right as you walk in. And it's basically help yourself to as much popcorn as you want while you're there. So uh, our, our kids love that. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. So, okay, well, while we're there, we want something for our breakfast, for like you know, pancakes, donuts, something like that. Where should we go for that? Donuts, you're speaking my language because that's one of my favorite things. Actually, you know, on my website, we review donut shops. It's just something our family loves. Best place to go is called Brew Nuts. It's over in the Gordon Square District. It's just the most unbelievable donut. Um, and I don't just say that because it's in Cleveland. Actually, for some reason, Cleveland has like just a huge tradition of donuts for some reason. Um, we have tons of donut shops all over town. So lots of different styles, but that one's my favorite for sure. It's opened up maybe a handful of years ago, and uh, they're new, unique, uh, and they're called Brunettes because they actually use beer as an ingredient in there. And, like, I mean, you don't taste that when you it's all cooked out of there, but it gives it a unique taste that you don't find with other donuts, and it um, it's not as sugary, and you can really just taste the donut better. And that's my favorite place. My kids love going there. It's just a unique building. It's like something like a weird uncle would own just with <laughs> all these different uh, tributes to Cleveland in its own way. And there's even a whole section in the back because the owners, they love to go to Key West. So there's actually this whole section that looks like you're in Key West. <laughs> but they have the best donuts, you know, from a traditional glazed donut to, you know, your maple bacon. But they have themed donuts all the time. Like basically every uh, the one time was all the different little Debbie snack cakes. They made they made donut versions of them. They do the same thing with like Girl Scout cookies. It's just incredible. What's your favorite donut there? All of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, actually, they they rotate so often that I don't really have a favorite so much. But I do like like just their basic glazed donut. I think that's kind of a telltale sign if if a donut shop is good is if they can nail that donut that seems to be so simple. Absolutely. So that place is good. If you want more of a more traditional breakfast, there's a place called Lucky's Cafe that is in the Tremont area of Cleveland. And they are just known for their breakfast and brunch, especially their uh, like sausage gravy and biscuits. And I took my wife there and we got that one time. And that's another place that like, if you eat there, don't plan on doing anything most of the day, <laughs> especially if you're eating that, but they have something for everybody for sure there. That sounds great. So Kevin, I really appreciate sharing all these tips for Cleveland. I'm ready to eat right now after hearing all this. But now it's time for the final countdown. So if somebody only had time for one meal when they visit Cleveland, where should they go and what should they eat? Ooh, that's a good question. My money is probably going to be, as I mentioned, at Mabel's Barbecue. It just gives you a good feel for Cleveland. That's good because it's one of those things I think that story behind like the mustard versus the ketchup of Pittsburgh and everything. That's such a cool story for it. Yeah, absolutely. Any of Michael Simon's restaurants are good, and he has ones from very fine dining down to a burger joint here. But I think that one gives you a good taste of what Cleveland's all about. Right on. And what would you go? Would you go with the, the kibasa or the, or the brisket? Luckily, you can get both, but I would probably go with the uh, brisket. So you lived in Cleveland for you know, growing up as well as you, know, you returned as an adult. What's one of your most memorable stories of living there? I can remember... My dad taking me to several uh, Cleveland Cavaliers games growing up. And that was at the time of the Cavaliers. We had a decent team with like Mark Price and 
Brad Doherty and all those guys, and they were in the playoffs and stuff. And uh, I was actually, at the time, was more of a, a Michael Jordan Bulls fan. So I actually went to see the Cavs play the Bulls in the playoffs. Um, I think it was the same series where you always see the, the shot where Michael Jordan beats the Cavaliers. I don't think I was at that game. Is that the push-off one? No, that, I think that's versus Utah. This is the one where like he's jumping in the air afterwards and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think I was at the previous home game and we sat in the very top row and they have a newer uh, arena now uh, this is their old one that was in richfield which is outside of cleveland now they're downtown but just that experience uh, you know kind of gave me a, a feel for or a love for you know live sporting events and kind of shaped me as far as just how i look at my family and, and wanting to provide experiences for them and stuff. My dad did that for me and I'm trying to do that for my kids. We actually were um, season ticket holders for several years for the Cavaliers uh, while they were winning their championship. So that memory sticks out for sure. Uh, that must have been awesome being there for, for those championships, especially after after so long because Cleveland had that reputation, right, of like can't win anything. And then all of a sudden LeBron comes back and, and wins the championship for the city. That That's pretty amazing. Yeah, it was it was nuts. Like we were just jumping down and down in our house, and uh, our kids were. <laughs> we had actually just returned from vacation. Our kids were sitting on the couch, and like none of them reacted at all. And I'm just like, "What's wrong? <laughs> what's wrong with you guys?" Like, because they, at their age, they're not kind of grasping what's going on. You know, the history of it all. Oh sure, it was an awesome experience. That's pretty amazing. So speaking of good times and everything, where's the happiest happy hour in Cleveland? Happiest happy hour. Actually, my money would be on a place called Platform Beer Company. It's actually owned by a friend of mine. His name is Paul Benner. Uh, he's one of the partners who opened it up. I don't know how long they've been open, maybe like seven years or so, maybe less. But they have grown to be one of the biggest breweries in Cleveland. And they are just kind of unique. There's no boundaries. They make anything and everything. <laughs> I would say that's the place to go. What type of beer do you like when you go there? I don't drink too much, but if I go there, I'm probably having like a Belgian style, something more traditional like that. I'm not into the IPAs and, and that stuff, which is where they get into just the crazy stuff with all the hops and the, the sours. And it's unbelievable all <laughs> what what they offer there. But I, I stick pretty traditional. That's really cool. Yeah, the, the amount of experience you can have uh, with, with a beer is, is a pretty incredible being able to try all the different flavors and everything like that. So one of the things I always do whenever I travel is eat some of the local pizza. Where's the best place for pepperoni pizza in Cleveland? So my favorite place is a place called Dewey's Pizza. It's just outside of Cleveland in Lakewood. They have the best pizza. Downtown, there's, probably, there's a place called Citizen Pie that isn't bad as well. Uh, those would probably be the top choices. I, I think you may have to try both when I'm there. So, <laughs> Sounds good. I'll meet you there. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Uh, okay, so I know you travel a lot. You have your own uh, website all about travel and everything. What's one of your best travel tips? One of my best travel tips isn't necessarily a tip so much, but I just find it's important, especially as a parent, as I'm planning stuff for a trip, is that I just do tons of advanced planning. It helps me stay motivated. Is a break from work as well as as i'm preparing stuff for my own website travel content like it just planning travel just keeps me inspired but like i find that kind of like your podcast digging into all these different cities um to find out what's going on there you know as you are traveling somewhere and, and you do a lot of advanced planning you 
you find out stuff in those cities and like different experiences that maybe you wouldn't have found had you just kind of stuck to two or three things that you've heard about there before. For instance, like we had a Disney trip planned, um, but we only wanted to do that for a little bit of our time down in Florida. And there's so much more to do down there if you don't include any of the amusement parks, the theme parks at all. It's incredible if you just take the time to to kind of look into it. Yeah, absolutely. You got to dig beneath the surface a little bit for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of travel and, and planning and things of that nature, can you tell us a little bit about your site and what you do and how people can reach you if they want to ask more questions about Cleveland or just anything we've talked about today? Yeah, so uh, website is Family Money Adventure, and you can find it at familymoneyadventure.com uh, and on social media. And basically, the website is for families. It's geared towards families and parents who are looking to save money, but also plan travel. So it's kind of a personal finance and travel site. And that's kind of the two areas of focus on is helping families to kind of survive financially and, and just create financial independence to be able to kind of plan the the life that they want to live. Yeah, I, I love adding the travel aspect in there. We I love to travel. Our kids love to travel. We're not going to crazy exotic places yet. Um, a lot of our stuff is more domestic travel, amusement parks, things like that. But we love to kind of invite everybody to go along for the ride and share tips on how to save money and, and things to do in very places, various places that maybe they didn't know about. That sounds great. It's all about saving money. And even if you don't travel internationally, there's still so much to see all within the United States. Uh, you know, there's so many different unique experiences as we're learning, yeah, as we're recording the podcast and everything else. So, Kevin, I really appreciate you coming on the show, sharing all your tips for Cleveland. And, you know, and we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Thanks, Lee. I appreciate it. Big thanks to Kevin for coming onto the show and sharing his tips about Cleveland. Show him some love by following him at Family Money Adventure on Instagram. Send me a tweet at We Travel There to share your favorite thing about Cleveland. All of the links we talked about today can be found at wetravelthere.com forward slash Cleveland. We want to say thank you to Clear for being today's affiliate sponsor of the show. Take advantage for a special limited time offer where you can try Clear free for two months. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash clear to sign up today. Join us next time as we head to Lexington, Kentucky to speak with my new friend Audra Meehan, the author of 100 Things to Do in Lexington Before You Die. Audra and I talk about the Keeneland Racetrack, Kentucky Burby Distilleries, and the home of KFC. We hope to join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share with your friends and tell me what you like most. Make sure you subscribe, that way you don't miss any of our upcoming destinations.